I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to P.S. I Hate This Movie, a podcast where we take a realistic look into the unrealistic world of romantic comedies. I'm your host, Sarah Hunt. And my name is James Petragallo. Thank you for getting back with us after a long absence. Yay! We're so happy. We're excited. Here's the thing. We left you. We left you. Cold, heartbroken, and alone in the rain. Okay? And we came back. We asked for you back. And you came back, hopefully. Because those are the fucking rules. Yes. In a romantic comedy... Right now, we're standing out in the street. It's raining outside. Mm-hmm. We're looking up at your mm-hmm. second story window. Mm-hmm. We're watching your shadow go back and forth. You have to take us back. We're soaking wet standing out there. Do you <laughs> we understand? have made such a gesture. We have. If we're standing outside soaking wet in the rain going, please, we we, fuck, we know we messed up. Yeah. We understand. Yeah. You, have you are to now to, contractually obligated. You have to invite us in be, and at yeah. least offer us something warm to drink and a towel and then we have sex. And so, a nice warm change of clothes. Yes, exactly. And then Which we is get why naked. we get naked exactly. and then we have sex, so, so let's get naked and do this. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, so let's not get naked. Everybody, <laughs> keep your clothes on out there. We're gonna keep our clothes on. But in the let's studio. rip into a movie together. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's rip into this movie together. Let's. All right. Before we do that, though, James, if you want to rate us and review us on iTunes, head over there. Give us five stars. It's really good for us on the business end. Tell us that you like it. Who cares? We just want the stars. You know, we just need the five stars. It helps us out so much, guys. If you could do that, it takes 30 seconds. So what? Sign in. Do it. Yeah. Please. It helps us. I never even knew that I was already signed in, so I just logged yeah. on to it and I did it and it was fine. And we so. had to watch a terrible movie that took way longer than that. So oh, it did. It help took us a long out time. with the five stars, really. And also find us on social media. We're at You Got High Gold on Twitter, Y O U G O T H E I G L D, and also on Facebook. And then, uh, yeah, let's just get into the show. We can go into how people can bother us. Yeah, let's been do that bothering later. Us. They know. They know. They know okay. what's up. How, let's do this. It's a mess. So I was I was trying to think maybe we should do like a holiday themed movie or whatever you know for our, yeah. our uh, you know triumphant return. We're we're in between the holidays and and Valentine's Day, so it's yeah. like we should have come back on Valentine's and Day. And post flu season. That's true. Which is very important. So there's like half of you left. The rest yeah, of you. Yeah. So have died. half of us left. So what I decided on was what women want. Oh, Jesus! Yay. I shudder. Oh, it's the worst. What Women Want, the year 2000, starring Mel Gibson and my Aunt Ellen Hunt. God help us. Uh, The IMDb description. Ellen Hunt is not her her I did it. I did it. I said IMDb. You did. Hey, you said it correctly. If you're a new listener, Sarah has a real problem with those letters in that order for some reason, but she's going to get it today. Shut up. You did that the other day. You did IMDb. It happens. It happens, but I've never done it publicly. That's the difference. Oh. You're doing fine. It's going to be like that on our way back. Okay, (laughs) welcome back episode. What do you got? All right, the IMDb description. After an accident, a chauvinistic executive gains the ability to hear what women are really thinking. Oh, my goodness. And that, that, okay. 
Like we've said, this that right away. That is what happens in the movie. I was going to say, right away, um, I have to be on board with the movie a little bit, because not for what it says, but for that actually happened in the movie. Yes. And a lot yeah. of times we don't get that. Yes. It just some shit happens that didn't, exactly. nothing like the description. Are you ready for the fun fact? Oh, please hit me the with it. The fun fact, well, I have two fun facts. Ooh. One fun fact is that I actually convinced a kid in like middle school that, um, and presumably all of you, that Helen Hunt was my aunt. She's not. No. But no. I did tell him that she was my aunt. She's my aunt. Was Helen. this was this impressive to this kid? Was yeah, he excited it was about impressive. that? Well, I mean, I was a bowl cut laden. Child, what year was this? So, what year are we talking? I don't know. Two thousand probably. So like around the time. So she was super. Oh famous. no no no! I remember it was around Twister that I I convinced him. Oh well, that was like the mid nineties. That was mm-hmm. that we're talking mad about you Twister times, and yeah. he, he was impressed by this as a small child. Yeah, and I had a bowl cut. He's so like, I love Paul Reiser. Awesome. Dreams can come true. Okay, and then the second fun fact, which you're really gonna love. Oh boy. This film was originally titled Head Games and was pitched to Touchstone Pictures in 1996 as a star vehicle for Tim Allen. <laughs> okay, hold on. I really, really There's hope. There's nothing sexual about I, Tim Allen. <laughs> I was going to say, I really, really hope that the plot was completely different because I can't imagine Tim Allen going around just being like a playboy. Imagine Tim Allen going around, hey there, sweetheart. And like, Except for I really, she co- actually goes home with him. No. I really want him to have been like playing with the box that he plays in. And then when he sees like the. Like the lipstick or like the bra or whatever, and then he goes. Yeah, yeah, he makes his. (laughs) I feel like that's why they thought Tim Allen was good for it. They're like, imagine him going through trying on lipstick and shit. Imagine how funny that's going to be. Tim Allen of all people. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. And they didn't Mm -hmm. realize, oh, good, but it gets worse. They picked someone much worse. They picked someone much worse. Uh, My grandma actually took me to see this movie in the theater because she had a huge crush on Mel Gibson. Oh my god! And even told me that. If there was a fire in the theater, I'd have to pull her off the screen. I was like, Grandma, That's it's a, a movie. Creepy. He doesn't actually live here. That's really <laughs> he doesn't creepy. doesn't live here. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Keep Which, her open. When you're like nine, you don't want to hear that. Ten, you don't want to hear that at all. Well, it's a little creepy. Like, yeah. what, Grandma's going to be humping on some movie <laughs> yeah. star? I don't want to see like, Grandma doing that. Should we just leave Grandma? I was like, looking at my sister, I'm like, should we just leave Grandma in here? Like, That's <laughs> not the way you want to learn your life lessons. <laughs> Picturing your grandma humping away on an Australian movie star. That's creepy as shit. I'm sorry. An anti-Semitic. No good. Oh, alleged. Alleged. Your grandma's anti-Semitic? No, no, no that's Mel Gibson. Tough. Really? Oh, yeah, Mel Gibson's anti-Semitic. That we knew. I don't know if your okay, grandma anyway, is. I'm sure mine on. is. I don't we're, know if yours is. Honestly, guys, we're distracted because we just watched All Eyes on Me. I can't, I can't focus on right HBO, now. It's so tough. I'm trying to keep us on track. So, James, here we go. We open up the movie with narration, <sighs> which we know. Every time. We know. If you're just joining us, one of the signs of a shit movie is it starts off with narration. Like, it's like, boom, here we go. We're starting the movie, fade in, and then someone's narrating always. about somebody, whatever. And it's always a person that really isn't a main character in the movie. Yes. It's always like some side character. Uh, sometimes it's the main sometimes character. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's it's either the main character or it's a side character that is not, that's describing your main character. Yeah. And the side character really has nothing to do with anything. So we learned that this woman is um, his, well... Okay, the person who is narrating is yes. an ex-wife of someone. Yes. Okay. Um, and she's, you know, recounting whatever. Looks like on her wedding day. Yes. Recounting there's... her ex-husband, which is real weird. Well, she's like getting prepared yeah. and made up and there's like a team To of, go marry yeah. another man. Yeah. And then um, we also hear from uh, a secretary and a daughter that this person is just, this person, Nick... 
is no good. Yes. Nick's mom was a showgirl, and he likes the ladies, and he's a man's man. Oh, yeah, that's right. They show him as a child in a flashback growing up in Vegas and, like, watching, uh, was it a stepdad slap showgirls on the ass? And that's how you treat him, pal. And he's like, all right. And that's Yeah, yeah. So really, I mean, if you think about it, if the movie wasn't so lighthearted, this could be a really dark movie. Because all of the undertones, like, as long as you just, like, change the music a little bit, it could be like... No, you could do one Nick of those. Was a fucking murderer. <laughs> you could do one of those trailers. His mother was a showgirl. Yeah, you could one hundred percent either that or it would be like a leaving Las Vegas type of yeah. thing where he's like, you could totally see a darker movie where it could be cut together for a trailer if he's just this womanizing sad man. Yeah. Who? Yeah. But just, what I thought was really weird was that Mary Swanson, because the narrator we find out is Mary Swanson from Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Um, yeah. She is telling two other women who are just kind of smiling, like, "Why are you telling me about your ex-husband?" Like We're describing. Presumably they're friends with her so they either one already know about him or two they're like friends that she's had since she's met her new husband and they don't care it makes no sense I never got that I never by the way this movie I have to say before we get into the the plot too much here uh, it's not much of a plot it's really pretty self-explanatory but I really hoped I went I'm this I took this movie as a mission all right everybody the people everyone this is a mission for me this movie I'm going into this movie and I'm saying (laughs) maybe Maybe this movie will actually tell me what women want. Nope. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this movie is a secret, like a secret box that's going to open up, and I'm gonna afterwards I'm gonna go, fuck. After all these years, that's what women want. Finally, I know. So that's how I'm going through this movie, like a journey to see if this tells me. Okay. And? Apparently, from the beginning of it, they want shit. That's what women want. They want a a flowing Rocky Mountain stream of shit is what they want. I will let you elaborate that. With Mel Gibson kayaking down it, because that's what this movie is. A Rocky Mountain shit stream oh, with a kayaking okay. Mel Gibson flying down I understand down what it. you're saying now. If okay. this is what women want, it's shit is what women want, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I've decided. All right, so Mel Gibson is awake now. Um, I think that we're supposed to, we're meant to assume that Mel Gibson is Nick, who Thanks, was just fuck. being referenced, right? Yeah. Um, I think his housekeeper or whatever, she's yelling at him to wake up. And he's being so weird. He's like, oh, can I have like a bagel, like a little cream cheese? Yeah, he's trying to like be like baby. To, but yeah. they're supposed, they're just, what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to set us up as if setting us up with the narration, they're trying to set us up with more that he is an asshole. Yeah, that's true. That's all that they're doing. I like how, by the way, they make the maid because you want her to. You you have to distinct. You have to distinguish without too much exposition that this is not like a woman he's having sex with. Yeah, this is his maid. So yeah, they had she's to the make right her, level of dumpiness. They had to make her a little dumpy and give her the and give her a Spanish accent. And they're and like, give her an attitude. Yeah, there's no way Mel Gibson's having sex with some some dumpy lady with a Spanish accent. And that's an it's attitude. Like ridiculous. Yeah, I feel also, like that's silly. I feel like they should have made her different. Yeah, and I think that that's wrong because. There's nothing wrong with a lady having an attitude. No, not at all. Or Spanish accent for that matter. You don't have a Spanish accent, though. Only on days that end in Y. All right. All right. Anyway, so uh, Mel Gibson can begin his day now. Now he goes to the coffee shop where we see Marissa Tomei, which don't get me fucking started on that one. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, so she's like the, she's the barista at the coffee shop and she's talking about all the acting gigs that she doesn't fucking get. And it's like, yeah, whatever. 
And uh, but she's I mean, a sad acting barista. Yeah, and then also, guess what, Marissa Tomei? Like, no one wants to hear about your failures at the coffee shop. The person that you're working with, like, she's fucking depressed and doesn't want to hear about your problems. Not for nothing. Hearing in the inside of Marissa Tomei's head, she needs to be like locked up this way. She had Dude, a, she had some severe emotional problems, and I feel she's a danger to others. Not to mention I, yeah, herself, but definitely a others. Crazy person. It's insane. This is, by the way, getting into this is probably the most misogynistic movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, God, it's fucking terrible. It's it's great because it's under the guise that it's like woman friendly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but it's 100% not. Oh, it's like Mel Gibson's going to see what it's like to be a woman, but it's a complete. I have seen like fucking gangbangs that are more woman friendly than this goddamn movie. How many gangbangs have you seen? I don't know. I can't put a number on that. I'm going to be honest with you. But they're they're out there and there's there's a lot of them that are more sensitive to women than this. Anyway, so Mel Gibson apparently keeps asking Marissa Tomei out, which by the way, he looks like he is like 60 years old and she looks like she's like 25. Yeah. Okay, so this is already like super creepy. Um, she keeps saying no to him, and he's just like, oh, well, word on the street is I'm going to hear some pretty big news at work today. Yeah, well, big whoop, pal. Like, yeah, nobody cares. Care? I also yeah. said I don't want to go out with you. Yeah, I'm a failed actress. Look yeah. at me. You think I care? What kind of what size latte do you want? Do you think I want to go out to dinner dickhead? right now? Yeah. No, I'd like to go home and sob and eat some Cheetos. Yeah. Like, she can't what are you afford to go out about? to dinner. He, she's well, got to make sure he's paying. Pay. She's yeah. got to make sure he's paying. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's a gamble that you're not ready to make. Anyway. When you're watching this, keep in mind, by the way, uh, Oscar winner, when you watch this, when you look at it, Marissa Tomei and her performance, this woman won an Oscar. She has a trophy somewhere in her house. No, she doesn't. She absolutely does. Unless it was, well, why wouldn't she have it Oh, yeah, she does. Okay, anyway, now we're at an ad agency. Yeah. Um, So we know that Mel Gibson works at an ad agency and Kitty. Kitty again. Again, Kitty from Arrested Development. Judy Greer, Kitty from Arrested Development is in every single movie that we've watched, I'm pretty sure. I'd like to do a Kitty count. If somebody out there could do a Kitty count for me, because I don't have fucking time to do a Kitty count. What is this, number 25 Yeah, we could do a Kitty count. I guarantee you she's been in 12 of them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So we need to do a Kitty count. Same character every time, too, for Except for not this one. She's very depressed. But still an office girl. morose. Oh, she is. She's very sad. Very sad. Because Sarah Paulson is the role that you would expect Kitty to be in. Because Sarah Paulson is his assistant. Yes. But then who are those other two ladies that are in there? Delta Burke and the other one? Yeah. I don't know. Just these like middle-aged- But they're like his hype squad. Yeah. They're like these middle-aged women whose job it seems like it is to come- do you think that they used to be showgirls with his mom? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And he he owes them a job? Yeah. I think Delta Burke has like a weird accent- too like I oh, because she talks like this. Yeah, I feel like they were like he. They, they had to be friends of his mom's. It feels like, but they like take care of she's him. Got, like the big hair, and she's like, oh, yeah. he, are we going to move up to the forty fourth floor? I guess maybe it's his like his secretary and his like his but assistants. Maybe he has two assistants. He seems like he's very important. This he's guy. assisted. He comes in. Everybody and I think kisses Sarah his Paulson ass. Paulson was training another assistant. That's what I mean. They're just assisting the shit out of this guy. He, he's wow. Yeah, that's it's, a lot. And it's tough to hire that many people when you have a strict policy of no Jews like Mel Gibson. Yeah, so that's yeah, difficult. That's big, it's tough. That's a it's big tough. one. Um, so now we know that Mel Gibson might be getting um, promoted to the creative director position. Um, his little Bobsy twins are super excited for him. Oh, God, and then yeah. we meet. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ooh. about to tell you about the greatest thing in the world. Now, this sentence won't make any sense of why it'll make uh, James crazy. We meet Alan Alda. Oh, Alphonse D'Abruzzo. <laughs> He's back. Damn it. My nemesis. Actually, I love Alan Alda. It's hard not to love Alan Alda, but I'm angry at him 
for just completely dismissing his heritage. <laughs> completely, Alan Alda. We need you on the team, you son of a bitch bastard. Okay. Alan Alda's real name is Alphonse Diabruzzo, which is fucking worse than my name. Worse than my name. And Alan and he Alda's out be there. Proud of that. He's been walking around since the, since the 60s going, I'm Alan Alda. No, you're Alphonse goddamn Diabruzzo, and it would help to have you out there not acting like a complete asshole, not acting like a gangster or a criminal or just a stupid goo. You could have counteracted Jersey Shore single handedly. Yep. Do you understand that? Yep, Alphonse Diabruzzo. Culturally, we need you. And what do you do? You say, Hi, I'm Alan Alda, you dickhead. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks Alan for Alda. nothing, Alan Alda. So, everyone. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Son of a bitch. So Alan Alda is Mel Gibson's boss. Should I, should I call him Alphonse? Please call him Alphonse for the rest okay. of the show. <laughs> okay. Let's not let him get off the hook. Alphonse is Mel Gibson's boss. Yes. And he is letting, he has called Mel Gibson up to his office to let him know that he has hired Aunt Helen Hunt. Yeah. As the new creative director because they need a woman's voice because they're losing a lot of business. And Mel Gibson thinks he is going to get this job. He, he thinks is, that's yeah, why he's he going to the like, office. He he wore his best black yep. polo. He had his hype squad get him all geared up. He has a like, douchebag sidekick like yeah. every one of these movies. Oh god, a douchebag sidekick who's like, yeah, dude, go. Accept. He's going for his coronation. And basically. he's like, the douchebag sidekick was like, oh, I'll make lunch reservations for your great news. He's like, and he's like, oh, don't put the you know cart before the horse. He's like, okay, I'll pick you up at one. Yeah, he knows. Fuck yeah, he, they're they're cocky. He's going yeah. up to Alphonse. So he's not happy about it, and he goes back to the you know his office, and he's kind of stewing about it. And then for some reason, he goes to his ex-wife's wedding. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't even know if he stays for the whole thing or if he's just stopping by. I don't know because it feels like no, because he didn't need to pick up his daughter because the daughter no. was like, "I'll come over at like eight. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there. He went over to to like just it seemed to talk to her about the fact that he's going to watch the daughter while they're on their honeymoon. Yeah, because she didn't really give him. She's like, oh, I sent you an email. I sent your yeah, assistant an email. Yeah. Like I sent your, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I have this and he has this and his assistant has this and everybody has this itinerary for where the kids should be. Yeah, so Gibson and so, can drop this weird kid off. But it just kind of seemed like. That meeting didn't need to happen. No, they could have done that over the phone or in any other of yeah. any other way. But it seemed like for some reason that meeting was he had to go to the wedding to the, the reception. Yeah, it was just to show that he's. I just I feel like it was to show that he'll walk into that situation and still be like kind of comfortable and cocky and yeah, you know I don't know. Well, because he walks in and he's like, "Can I kiss the bride?" And yeah, it's like, yeah, no, gross. Yeah, you yeah, obviously know that you can't. He's kiss that the bride. kind of guy. All right, so we meet Mel Gibson's daughter. Um, she is 15. You're so moody. Yeah, I don't understand this one. I don't get her, this actress, and this whole part. And this um, whole Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson is her name. I don't know what I don't know what else she's been in. Nope. Uh, but uh, she's she's in a few movies in this time period. Yeah, she's she, in a lot of early 2000s, like late 90s movies, yeah. and she is just a, such a late 90s I, character. I'm not even saying she's bad, but like she's just. It's like, I don't know if it's her voice or what. It's there's something about her I, I, I can't tolerate for some reason as a as yeah. a teenage daughter. She's like really part. nasally and really whiny and just like really like everything's not fair. So that really yeah. makes me uh, bothered by it. But yeah. I mean that's not my kid. So anyway, uh, that's somebody else's kid. So I don't want I don't want their mom to be listening to it. Well, and she's be like, like 35 years old now. This was made in. Oh, 2000, she's also playing so. a character. So never yeah, mind. It Fuck doesn't her. matter. Fuck anyway. her. She's older than you for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pick so on now it. we meet uh, Aunt Helen. Um, she's at the office, so she's introducing herself to the entire staff, and she's giving a nice, long, boring speech about what she's going to do as creative director, which yeah. is what everyone wants to hear 
from their new creative director. And uh, she gives everyone this big pink box, well, like a medium-sized pink box that has a bunch of ladies' products um, that they're all looking for a new agency of record. She's yeah, like, these all, all of these products and... here need new representation. So I want you guys all to take tonight, and I want you to come up with something for one thing at minimum. Or everything. Or everything. Yeah, or, so, yeah. you know, whatever what, you're inspired by. Yeah, so see if you what inspires see the, you. The, you know, the nylons or whatever. That's why I could never work in advertising. There is no way I could sit for uh, six months and there's nothing about moisturizer not moisturizer that would inspire me. That I could use no, the word inspire yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, like, yeah. So there are some things like that where, you know, uh, after working in advertising, the, the clients just want something sexy. And you're like, I'm really not sure how I can make salsa sexy. Yeah, that's a tough sell. Yeah, that's a <laughs> tough sell. Or I'm really not sure how I can make your casino in rural Oklahoma sexy. That's a tough, that's even tougher. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I can make uh, your casino in rural Oklahoma with a, you know, some aged country star performing there. That's a tough sell for sexy, yeah. is what we're saying. Although there was a really good one where Sir Mix a Lot was there, but that was fine. Anyway. Well, that's another story. Now we learn that Mel Gibson is a wine and cigarettes kind of guy. So he's oh, like yeah. a man's man, but he drinks red wine and smokes cigarettes and listens to Frank Sinatra around the house. Yeah, he's that kind of dude. Anyway, so, uh, but he's he's looking at all of this stuff and the thing, and and I'm wondering to myself the whole time, like, why does he not like women so much? Because he's like looking at the lipstick and he's like, okay, the lipstick, a Tahitian blonde with, you know, tan and then a yeah. waterfall and then a thong bikini. It's and, so weird. And I'm like... Okay, you can't think of anything else of why a woman would like lipstick. That's the thing I don't get. I don't understand at all. It's like he's he's supposed to be like kind of a smart guy who's good at, at advertising. Yeah. And I get that men's products are his specialty, and he knows how to get to that. You know and how he to, knows every person with a bikini in town. Yeah, yeah. You know how to reach that demographic, that young man demographic. But yeah. He still knows advertising enough to where you think he would be able to go, okay, let's switch this way of thinking, except if it was a... I don't well, understand especially it. since Alphonse just told him, like, hey, I'm hiring a lady. Yeah, that's what I mean. To take your job, and you're super upset about it because we need a woman's way of thinking. Like, you he's, think he'd be like, all right, fuck, I got to think of something so that I can be... He's not even really coming up with bad ideas. He comes up with the Tahitian model thing. He's like, that's terrible, obviously. But he's just... He's not even like, hmm, maybe this, maybe that. He's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, he just, he's just came up with one idea. Yeah, and then that so was it. flustered. Like, like why can he do like he has a fifteen year old daughter, so he could give the lipstick to the fifteen year old daughter and be like, What is how do you think about this? Or he could like, go down to a bar, he could go to a restaurant yeah. and be like, Hey, I work in advertising. Would you mind telling do, me like, what Mad you Men, could go where do? They a, let everybody yes. try the thing on and then yes. Pegrit says we have the basket of ask kisses. Ask Delta Burke. Ask yeah. the girl who's moping around, ask Kitty who's moping around the or office. Ask, ask Sarah some Paulson, Marsha Clark. Or have a horrible mishap and be able to read women's thoughts and find out that Which way. Which is exactly what happened. Holy shit, I should have wrote this movie. All right. So I love that he has this one phrase. I wrote it down just because I love it because this is when he's like, okay, I have to get my shit together. I got to think like a broad. I got to think like a broad. All right. I'm a broad. I was like, you know That's what? I am 100% going to say that to myself. Every time I'm hyping myself right. up, I'm going to say, all right. I'm abroad. I'm abroad. Yeah. I love when I'm that thinking about so stuff. Much. That's my favorite thing. So if you guys all want to just like, you know, put that out into the world. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Just make sure that you tell people to listen to P.S. I Hate This Movie and Small Town Murder and Crime and Sports. Yeah, do <laughs> anyway. that. Please, please, please. Oh, my God. So to change up so that he could think like a broad, he listens to Meredith Brooks's I'm a Bitch, which everybody always thinks is Alanis Morissette. Yeah, and I do I love, love that the Alanis Morissette CD was on top of the Meredith Yeah, because no one CD. cares about Meredith Brooks. That's why. What the hell so else did she similar. ever do? Yeah. <laughs> everybody then. It's that style of... of, of 
of a person of so, the yeah. Woman so he's putting rocker. on all the stuff. So he's got like I, when we see him, he's in like a towel and he's got like his hair all whatever, and he's got like a a, a nasal strip on where like it'll pull all the blackheads out. Why did he have to paint his nails? I don't know why, because I guess he was trying to see what it feels like to paint your nails. he painted his toenails. He painted his toenails. He's putting the pantyhose on. I don't understand why he's got to try all the products at once. That's yeah. the thing I don't care. All right, I'm going to do it all at the same time. And where is he going to get when he gets to the pregnancy test? That's what, yeah, I thought about that too. Is he just going to piss on the stick and but then just be like, But is he going to be like, like so right. method that he's worried? Like he has to wait the three minutes and he's uh, like, yeah. oh no, I hope that I'm not pregnant. Is he, is he going to check because it? he's at abroad the, now. Yeah. Is he going to check it yeah. at the end of three minutes to make sure? That's yeah. what I don't understand. Um, but I do think that the, so he's just trying to like, you know, emulate a woman and be a woman and think like a woman, be abroad. All right. Gotta and be the one thing that I did say that he has down for sure is he's got the wine drunk while doing self care thing down like 100%. There have yeah. been so many times where either I have been wine drunk or like my friends have told me that they were wine drunk and like shaving their legs or whatever. Like that Dude, is this, a thing. This scene is so embarrassing though. Oh, it's so ba- this, embarrassing. And it's just because Mel Gibson, the way he does it, that's what's embarrassing. Oh, like when he's waxing his legs and he's like, why the, would a woman do that? This is more embarrassing than like if you got pulled over and started calling everyone a Jew. That would be, yeah. that. it's more embarrassing than that. Oh, by the is, way. He would know both of those things. One of the yeah. trivia things things that I read about that scene was that Mel Gibson apparently was like telling so he acted like it hurt really bad when he was doing it yeah but then apparently he would like tell all the women and like everybody in the studio like really didn't hurt that bad yeah it's fine yeah it's, yeah it's, wrong and then like chicks. he would like say that like ladies like he, I'm like why do you have to perpetuate your stereotype it's Mel so weird. Gibson and by the way I forgot to mention this before I am I, I'm leery of Helen Hunt's abilities by the way why her in her introduction speech she makes a reference to Sears as being well, yeah, like but that a, was two thousand. Exactly. Yeah, nice foresight, asshole. What happened yeah, from two thousand yeah, on? They plummeted. Rude. Don't use Sears. Is it? We want to be more like Sears. Yeah, okay, that's great. Who who, who did they get as a client? J.C. Penny. And look yeah. what happened there. Look what's Ooh. going on. It's anyway, so uh, Mel Gibson is still you know acting like a lady. Whatever. The daughter and the boyfriend walk into the bathroom and you know stumble in on him. Yeah. And it just seems so like weird. This was yeah. And then the daughter's being rude about it. It's like you did not have to come in here. No, well, yeah, she barges into his, that's like his bathroom. It's his bathroom. She barged into his room. It wasn't yeah. like into the apartment. The and then master he's like fucking, bath. Yeah, he wasn't like in the living room doing that. And no. she's like, ugh. And she's acting, uh, I'm like, no, you're the rude one. You just walked in on your dad. It's a little odd to walk in and see dad in a, you know, I understand uh, mid-transformation. The, the context, but it's also like, hey, that's partially my fault because I didn't need to bring my boyfriend in here. Not to mention he does a piss poor job of explaining what he's doing in there. It's not like he's like, you know, like I hate these movies. No one can ever explain anything succinctly. No one can just be like, hey, uh, yeah, I work in advertising. These are a bunch of products and I'm trying to get inside a woman's head. Fine. No one would have a question Yeah, for do you that. want to look at these lipsticks or he something just, like that? He yeah. makes it sound like he was just trying it on for fun because he's yeah. like, oh, it's uh, research. Like well, That's what you would say if you were, uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. He's not covering well. And then he's he's awful. He ice skates on these like bath beads and falls in the tub in like a hilarious fashion, which I didn't know that Mel Gibson was good at physical comedy. And spoiler alert, it looks like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, he goes like back and forth. It's Um, so stupid. And he's holding a hairdryer. And so obviously, you know that the hairdryer is going to go in the bathtub, and it does. So he falls in the bathtub. The hairdryer falls hilariously in the bathtub. Of course. And Mel wakes up the next morning, and now he can hear. Everything he hears that his, a woman his housekeeper. thinks. Yeah. He hears his housekeeper yeah. talking he shit. He hears his housekeeper talking shit, and he's like, ooh, someone's got grumpy today. And there she's like, no. 
So he's he, answering her talking in her head. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's really. But then he walks outside and he finds out that Ooh. his like weird lady is. Um, the door woman. The door woman is really creepy with she him. She wants to throw a sassy fuck on him like nobody's yeah, business. She's, she's 100% a sassy. percent down for him. Sassy black lady. And she's like yep. looking at his ass like, mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. you know, she's saying shit like that. And yeah. She, yeah. She wants to throw a sassy but fuck on him. what was very surprising to me was that Mel Gibson can even hear female dogs. That's what was. And they speak English female dogs. It was a French. It was a French poodle, and it said, "Monsieur, I have to poop." That at that point, that's when I. There's a point in every movie where I I sink back in my chair and I just go, "For the love of fuck, make this end." And this one, that was the point. It was tough before that, but that's when I was like, "Okay, this is too much for me." This this. Yeah, we're only like 24 minutes in, and also, by the way, not for nothing, this movie was two hours and six minutes long. Wow. We didn't want to do Love Actually because it was two hours and like... 14 minutes long. 206 is a, is a it's this is abusive. These people yeah. should be charged criminal criminally for having a 2 hour and 6 minute fucking movie yeah. like this because it was not this was a wrap them up in 91 minutes type of movie. Yep, this totally. was not 2 hours and 6 minutes. This wasn't a goddamn sweeping crime drama. Yeah. So what we've learned is that we can hear female dogs but also that Kitty is suicidal. She's that's super true, like, "Oh, true. no one would ever notice me if I was gone." Uh Mel Gibson tries to tell his friend, um the douchey like sidekick guy, uh, what happened, and he's just not supportive about it at all. Like, no. He's just like, no. He's a very unsupportive Which, friend. Which, I mean, right I, understandably so. That's I kind suppose. of a weird thing to be told. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a tough thing to, in any of these movies, when you have yeah. a magical, mystical thing that happened, they all... And also, it makes it look like he just didn't get the job that he thought that he was going to get, and now all of a sudden he can hear what women think. He looks like, you know, it sounds like he's going crazy, also, yeah. is what it sounds like. But in all of these movies, they all choose to tell someone... Everybody in all these movies, whenever a magical thing happens to them, they all pick one person to tell, and that person's always the worst person to tell. Yeah. They never pick the right... They always no. tell the biggest douchebag ever that's yeah. obviously not going to believe Who's gonna them. Who's going to sabotage it yeah. and not believe it. I hate yeah. that about the... It's every plot of every guy. These movies, I swear to God, just color by number, every yeah, single one totally. of them. Today we plugged in a little Mel, Mel Gibson and a little Helen Hunt, and then they made that. Mm-hmm. Color her hair in yellow for some Mel, reason. Mel Gibson... Um, He's in his meeting and he's pitching some of his ideas from the pink box. So he's like, oh, you know, I was thinking when I saw this uh, lipstick about a Tahitian blonde, like just to show like that he tried to take it seriously, yeah. you know, and that he didn't come up with anything. So no one likes his ideas at all. They're, well, they're terrible ideas. Well, they, were. they are they were terrible, really ideas. terrible ideas. By the ideas. way, the, ha- the hags have no inner thoughts. When he comes into the office, he hears all these women. Oh, yeah. Sarah his, um, Paulson hates his, his guts. squad, yeah. Yeah, Sarah Everybody Paulson hates Everybody hates him. his guts. Everyone's like, oh, what an asshole. I hope he doesn't grab my ass. Like, they're all, you know. I like, hate that you've seen me naked. He's like <laughs> he's like uh, failure Don Draper, basically, walking through the non-draper. office. Non-Draper. He's non-Draper, and people are talking shit about him and all that yeah, sort of everybody thing. Yeah, everybody hates Mel Gibson Delta in Burke, his office. Delta Burke and the other one, no inner thoughts at all. Yeah, they the just two, stand there staring. Yeah, the, the, the two hype squad ladies have no thoughts, and that is a great thing to bring up. Or maybe they're really men. Maybe that's what they were saying. <gasps> they were saying, oh, that's what they were. They were oh, trans. Shit. And that we didn't catch that. They were trying to be very trans friendly and progressive in 2000. Oh, and we shit. didn't even catch it. Mel Gibson, he was like, oh, that's cool. You guys have dicks. I'm not going to, you know, it's cool still. And uh, yeah, that's what happened right there, I think. Yeah, I won't blow up your spot. It's cool. I no. think that's what happened. All right, so Mel Gibson walks in on his daughter um, and their boyfriend making out, and she's getting felt up on the couch. That was horrific. And uh, you know what? 
I didn't I was, like that. I didn't like it either, but also, like, he's being a really good dad in this scenario. She's 15 and he's 18. And like, that's the dude, that dude's, he looks, he plays a scumbag and everything he's in. He's the guy yeah, from like six feet under. Yeah, he's always a creep. He's always a creep. He's got a mustache and she looks like a young 15. I would have thrown that fucking guy off the balcony. So I don't think yeah. he was being a good dad. He should have made sure that guy left there less physically able to make out with 15 year olds. No, I, that would have been I, a good dad. I think that he was good because he told him to get the fuck out. Like he was like, get but out. politely. Like, you know, but yeah, he did it in a nice way. But I think that Death if threats. the kid hadn't Sorry. like left then I think that Mel Gibson would have taken it to the level that you would have liked him to. If some kid that looks like he's a 23-year-old convict is on feeling up my daughter, we are having a fucking problem right now because yeah. he's an adult. If it's another 15-year-old, I will handle it in a more you know sensitive manner. I won't, I won't maul them all. It'll be fine. <laughs> but if it's an adult person on a 15-year-old girl, I'm treating you like an adult man who just assaulted my 15-year-old girl, yeah. and I'm throwing you off the fucking balcony. Yeah. That's a good father move. That so, is a good father move. Eat shit, Mel Gibson. Eat again. shit. So he's trying, uh, Mel Gibson decides to try everything else on again from the pink box. <laughs> he's to trying see, to recreate the scenario. Yeah, to see that he can cure himself. He takes the hairdryer out during a lightning storm. <laughs> He's just, and just, he gets electrocuted, and then he wakes up on the couch somehow. somehow. Yeah, yeah, he's he's outside on the patio. I don't get it. Did he like get electrocuted, but somehow be like, oh, I have to stumble into the couch? He's like, like laying on a pillow too. He's like set up on the couch. Like he's not like you know upside down on the yeah. couch with his leg hanging over the side. He's he's and, like comfortable. And like the housekeeper didn't come in and say like, oh, I have to fucking. Like, you know, drag him in from the fucking patio. He's a weirdo. No. Like, what's going on? And plus, he's just inflicting electrocution and serious head injuries on himself on purpose on a regular yeah, basis. that's not good. That's not safe. Especially inside, he electrocuted himself, whatever. But outside, he's literally trying to get struck by lightning, which is a yeah. really, that's an unpredictable thing. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty aggressive move is all I'm saying. No, I, yeah, I agree. Because I was like, this is actually a dangerous plan. Like, I would say. He's I'm just gonna, like, oh, I'll get electrocuted and that's fine. I'm going to hang off. I'm going to gamble. Hang my arm off the side of this balcony that's 15 stories over and try to get electrocuted. Maybe, hopefully I won't fall over onto the street and die. We'll see what happens. But either way, yeah. it'd be better than hearing what women's thoughts are. I don't understand why he's so horrified by this either. Yeah, that's the thing that I, that's the thing that I wrote down. Because then he goes, the next morning, uh, Mel Gibson goes to his old marriage counselor, Bette Midler. And um, he totally makes her believe him. Because he like she thinks of a number and then, you know... Yeah, he just reads her thoughts as they're happening and stuff. So he never has to prove that to anybody else. No, he doesn't. No one else. He doesn't. He tells us. He tries to tell his douchebag friend he doesn't believe him. He tells the therapist she believes him. Okay, so now there's a precedent where he can tell people something. Well, because he can say, I can hear what you're thinking. He can prove it. He can say, think something. And they think it and he can tell them. So that's a provable thing. It's not like he's saying, I'm, you know, I can cure. I can cure AIDS and then there's just there's no he can yeah. prove what he's doing so yeah. but he never tells anyone else and then tries to prove it I don't he understand he never goes beyond that at all like he never goes like he he and you didn't even hear that one lady think yeah. because that the the douchebag sidekick guy is like oh yeah well yeah prove it and he's like oh she thinks that you're gay and overpaid and he's like oh no way yeah she so he thought he was bullshitting but then like then he brings it up to her and she's yeah. like who has he been talking to it's like well, we didn't hear her thinking no. that no, no, that was weird that they they didn't put that in. Because we hear everybody else's yeah. vo- like, voices, but we didn't hear hers. I think it was supposed to be like, we didn't know if, 
it was a joke or not yeah. with the guy, I guess. But it was so stupid. Also, he's a like a he's an ad guy who's like a he has no scruples or anything like that. You would think he you would think he would have heard this and immediately went to Alphonse and said, "Holy shit, am yeah, I the greatest weapon yeah. in the history of the fucking world?" Drag a secretary in here. Watch this. Yeah. I can hear what women think. That would be a way better oh movie. Oh, my God. That would have been the movie. And then some. Then real, him realizing that that's not a good, that that's not morally good. And maybe he should not. That he would have been just, a better movie. Maybe yeah. his daughter helps him figure that out more rather than fucking he Helen just Hunt. just pay attention more Ugh. to what people. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. So anyway, she totally believes him and tells him that he should use this power for good. That he should yeah. try to you know, solve life's problems and, like, the question that everyone's been wondering is what women want. But he doesn't even ever try to find that out. Also, I don't think I noticed this. Obviously not when I was, like, 10 or 11 when I first saw <laughs> it, but Bed Midler was totally smoking a blunt. Oh, she was absolutely smoking a joint. Yeah, she yeah. lit a joint and was smoking it, and that's why he was, like, sniffing, and he's like, what was that? Because yeah, she's like, you mind but, if I smoke? So he kind of like, no. sniffs super obvious, right? Yeah. Everything that Mel Gibson does in this movie oh. is obvious. Oh, God. He, it's so obvious that he's trying to hear what this person <laughs> is saying, even though he's thinking it, and it's just kind of out loud. He like gets in their face and is like, what? He might as well have hats with what he's th- what he's thinking yeah. on it, like Judah Friedlander, just like yeah. a hat with it written across it, or like, a, you know, it's so stupid. I can hear what women are thinking. Please speak louder. Yeah, oh. it was so weird. Like, he's His just facial like, expressions what? are, are overblown. you sure? Are you sure that you didn't think something right now? Were you thinking? Yeah. something and it's, and it's like what? it's so weird because Mel Gibson Mel Gibson is good at subtle comedy that's yeah. what I don't understand if you look at like Lethal Weapon for an action movie whatever he's really fucking good in that and yeah. there's a lot of like funny parts in that where he's really good and sly and delivers things well things like Bird on a Wire which I'm sure we'll cover one day where it's Goldie Hawn which we're all, we'll all bow to Goldie obviously we won't talk about we, no, a bad word will not be spoken of Goldie on this show but that's I'm not about Dolly Goldie or no. who else? Meryl. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But anybody else is fair game. Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's yeah. I don't know. It's just. Uh, but anyway, so he uses his power for bad right away. Immediately right? goes immediately to Marissa Tomei, and he like preys on her. And gets Absolutely. her to go out with him. Okay, and then he's also going to do it to sabotage and ruin Helen Hunt's career. So he goes on the date with Marissa Tomei, and he's like having trouble getting it up or whatever. And because he can hear her, like yeah, he can hear her like unhappiness. He's basically making moves, and she's like, "Oh my god, why is he doing that? Oh Jesus, dude, they're they're attached to me, you know, and stuff like that." So he's like, "Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah." Oh. So he's he's completely loses his whole. He has no confidence because yeah. she hates everything he's doing, and he doesn't know what he what to do. Yeah. So he goes to the bathroom to give himself a pep talk, which all he needed was Delta Burke and yeah. the other lady because they're that's his hype squad, and she just barges in on him in the bathroom. Like, what if he was? Going like poop or something yeah, that we're like, no, that's not really care. appropriate. We're like for, that. If you walk in on him going poop, then date's over. Like, that's I not would happening. Say, that, that's just not happening. For both of you, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I would think that's just not happening. It's he not wants happening. to climb out the bathroom so, window. But I mean, and, like, that had you know, she had to be so confident that she was going to walk in there and no poop was happening. Yeah. Well, what did she think he was doing in there that he she needed to barge she just in? Barged on. in. I don't understand. Barged in. So fucking rude. Like he was she was going to catch him doing it was like Richard Gere in Pretty Woman when yeah. he thought she was doing drugs and he popped in the yeah. bathroom, but except there's no there's not no stakes like that here. It just makes no sense. He's just in his bathroom. Yeah. Who knows. So, but then he so now he starts to like use it against Helen Hunt, right? So after the the, the date with Marissa Tomei, 
So he's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. But and he's like, also, like, helping women along the way now that he can hear what they want. And now why he's does like, no one think that he's full of shit? That's it. He's like half. No one. He's turned into, like, half mensch, half sexual predator by the by the middle yeah. of it where, like, he's like, is he trying to help her? Is he going to try yeah. to have sex with her Helen later? Hunt doesn't on? once say, like, yeah, hey, I heard you're a real fucking pig. What are you doing? Like, why are you being so nice to me and, like, well, yeah. asking me about this? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, you're a hundred percent on point on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought Mel Gibson um, said that he was going to take his daughter shopping. Um, oh no, for Sequence. prom dresses uh, because Helen Hunt <sighs> said that it's all about the dress for the dress, prom. Yeah, we um, skipped over their Nike ad pitch too. They we pitched. didn't skip it. Oh, we didn't no, they pitch, didn't pitch okay. the pitches at the end. The, no, the, well, they have the no, one. No, no, they oh, have, they come up with the plan. Yeah, they come uh, up with the plan which during totally that time. sucks, I think. Yeah, that's why I'm skipping it because yeah, it okay, sucked okay, we'll and then we're going to go to the yeah, next good one. Idea. So um, Mel Gibson takes the daughter shopping for prom dresses. One thing, James says, sorry, one thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we did skip a woman looking at him and goes, oh, no, I looked at his penis. We skipped that. Was that was Helen Hunt. Was that Helen Hunt saying that or something? They were in the room. Would a woman say penis in her head? Would a woman say penis in her head? I don't know. Maybe I don't know Helen if a woman, Hunt would. I don't know if you would say penis in your own head. I am actually thinking about this, and I am not sure. I looked at his penis. Seems like a really... Oh, I looked at it again. Okay. okay. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So Mel Gibson takes his daughter shopping for prom dresses. Uh, like James said, there's that whole little whatever. It's Christina Aguilera. Yeah. What a girl the, wants. What a girl wants song and then all the terrible songs and whatever. And he can hear her thinking yeah. that she can't believe, which I don't know what girl or lady thinks this. I can't believe this is the last dress I'm going to be wearing as a virgin. Like, oh, I've yeah, never yeah. once thought of that. That's, this is that's such a weird. Yeah. So like, who wrote that line? They're a like, guy. she has to think that this is like the, you know, who I can't believe it. Like, I don't know no. who wrote this movie, but I'm assuming a guy. Yeah. This seems like the type of movie. I mean, we're, we, we can write any movie, but this seems like the type of movie where it'd be like, what do women want? Well, I'll write it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know. They what want they, a yeah. nice dress that what? they, you know, that they can remember to be the one that they take off. What are you talking about? No. Here, here's what I don't get to. During the montage, it's like they have like this playful relationship where she puts a dress on and he's like makes a face and then she puts one on that he likes and he's like, that one's good. And she's like, ah, gross and puts her finger yeah. in her throat. And they're like, you know, they have like this playful relationship there's a Christina Aguilera song declaring that this is what a girl wants and what a girl needs and but this movie is this not what a girl makes wants. her this happy and sets her free and all this shit so this is all going on but then in the very next scene she treats him like he's the biggest piece of shit in the world to come well, yeah the because so she like, can't have any feelings yeah I don't understand it but I'm like they just got along super fucking great and there was a montage yeah, and a but song. she's an angsty teenager and but once you have a montage father. with a pop song it's over that's it yeah I agree that's, I that, get what you're saying She's truly brooding and emotional. Well, I, don't I understand. Think that you're I've never been a teenage girl. I'll You've admit to that. You've never been a teenage girl, and I relate to that on a level where, like, <laughs> you really hate somebody, but then you because you don't really know them. Yeah. And then they kind of open up to you a little bit, and then you like like them, but then you're like, yeah, no, I don't. I still don't like you, even though we had a nice time the other day. All it's, right. Well. It's it's a uh, it's poetic angst. You guys are crazy, is what that is. No, it's not. We're principled. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I, so Mel, I call it that if you want. Mel Gibson tries to have. We're worse, by the way. So don't don't take that. Th- that's not offensive because I'm saying we suck too. Yeah, but yeah. You are out of your yeah. fucking minds. Sorry. Well, we're all out of our fucking. minds. That's what I mean. Anyway, so it's everybody. Mel Gibson tries to have the talk with his daughter, 
And he's just like, yeah, you know, like, if you don't feel ready, it's okay. And she's like, ew, dad, oh, my God, mom already had this conversation with me and, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ew, shut up. Yeah, it was. You're such an ungrateful little brat. Yeah, she was. She was really ungrateful for everything. Yeah, and she got to, like, stay in this crazy high-rise fucking apartment in downtown Chicago and hang out with her 18-year-old boyfriend and get felt up on his couch. No problem. Dad's, like, let her have the other girls over, tell them water pizza, hang out, do whatever you want. She's got a great life for a teenage girl, as far as that goes. Much better. Better than Tupac, I would say much better than Tupac. And all eyes on me, would except for except for I will say that Tupac probably has done more than sh- that character. Oh, definitely, would by the yeah, time definitely. She's Tupac had a uh, guys. All eyes on me, HBO. It's it's two so and bad and, a half and great. It's amazing. Pure entertainment. We, it's the best biopic in the whole world. We tried to figure out how to make it a romantic comedy to, to yeah, finagle. Honestly, we watched it right after. Yeah. We watched it to like try to cleanse our palate after yeah. we watched this movie, and. We I was want, like, we want I, that. Before we, we went want, to the studio today, I was like, can we just do I, All Eyes on Me? <laughs> or can we do The People versus O.J. Simpson, all 10 parts? Oh, can we, shit. That's a romantic something. Yeah, it's between. It was justice. a romance until like 1987, and then it wasn't a romance anymore. And it turns into not a comedy or a romance. It turns and into. It turns into scary times. It's very bad. But back, back to Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson oh. and Helen Hunt are now on a date. Before this, though, he was at home. He was at home watching TV that night and crying at a weight loss commercial. At a woman oh, talking yeah. about weight loss on now like all of a sudden he's super sensitive. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. That's the other thing. He doesn't just hear what a woman wants now or what women are thinking. Now he's tur- somehow turning into a woman. Yeah, it's, which is very. I didn't know that was part of the electrocution side effects, but apparently so. Well, that might have been the second one. That's true. Where That's he got because the first one might have been just hearing because we didn't actually like know the effects of the second one. No, that's a good because point. The, the second one, I don't know, did it amplify? Yeah, really. He just did it again and woke up and was like, "Oh shit, that didn't work." But what? something like something else, he should have been either given yeah. something else or they should have addressed that. Like did. nothing. I f- okay. I feel, like, I feel like they took that out in like the second to last draft, and they were like, yep. "Well, he's just trying, and it didn't work. No worries." Yeah. So Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt are on a date, and by the way, their combined name is Melon. Their combined name is Melon. That's a fun fact for the road there. So Helen Hunt is telling Mel Gibson about her awful ex-husband and how he didn't really like her and especially not her, you know, succeeding, which that is really that is that's weird that that's still a problem nowadays. I mean, I know that this was in 2000. Yeah, it's a little less now. But like it's still a problem. By the way, James fully supports I support everything she yeah. does. Yeah, it's fantastic. This is, by the way, uh, is this what women want? Because by judging, okay, he seems now he knows what women want. Does I'm, he? I'm trying to find out he what knows, the fuck women want. He knows what women think. He's sitting there. Well, this is what I mean. But he's sitting there, he's talking to her, and he seems to do everything she wants him to do, though. And what that is is not saying a fucking word, sitting there and letting her tell her entire life story. Is that what women want? Is that what you guys want, to be able to speak uninterrupted about everything you've ever done, ever, with with us just nodding our head and seeming interested? Is that what you want? Not all the time. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Because that seemed to work. That worked. Yeah. That She was like, yeah, oh, because now he's the best. Now he didn't say shit. Yeah, because now they're in Smoochville at the no. restaurant. So all this time I've been trying to be funny back in the day when I was, I was trying to be funny. I'm trying to... Didn't matter. I just had to sit there and nod. Is that what it is? That's it? Mm. 
No. Smile and go, mm-hmm. Wow, no, really? No, I don't think it's, I don't think that's what okay. women want. I is think this is just what, what Helen Hunt wants. I think that's whatever the men who wrote this movie wanted. Ah, uh, they think, you know, I, th- I think they were sitting around going, you know what? You know what women like? Hey, listen to me. Check it out, right? Every time I'm out with my girlfriend, she won't shut the fuck up. And yeah. I figured, I figured it out. Women if, just want to talk. If I sit there and I could think of other things, but if I look like I'm looking at her, she's pretty fucking happy about it. So yeah. I think we should just let her talk if and I, then she's going to bang him. I think that's I a good scene. There, All right. And I'm in a restaurant. You write it up and uh, we'll put it in the scene. All right. <laughs> I'm abroad. I'm abroad. <laughs> right. I'm abroad. <laughs> I just want him to listen to me uninterrupted. Do you think they did that in the writing sessions? I think they would sit right. there and be like, all right, everybody, I'm, I'm abroad. abroad. <laughs> and then they'd be like, okay, we're everybody in this. Everybody get your broad hat on. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. All right. All right, guys. Seriously, that's going to be my new thing. Anyway, um, there's Smoochville at the restaurant. Helen Hunt drops him off at the apartment so that they become... Helen and Mel, not Melon. Yes. And Marissa Tomei is outside of Mel Gibson's apartment like a crazy fucking person. She's like one of those things you stick on your windows of your car. Like she looks possessed. Those old Garfield things. She, she looks she's, possessed. Yeah, she's she's literally up against the glass. She's like Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters when she he goes up to that restaurant when he's and possessed yeah. by a dog. And he's, he's like, like ah, that's what it looks like. And he's like, how long have you been here? She's like, oh, a couple hours. And I'm like, oh my god, oh, she's, she's in meltdown possessed. mode too. So yeah, so she's having a she's having a fucking meltdown because he hasn't called in six days, and then she's like, oh, so you must be gay, yes. otherwise you wouldn't be ignoring me. Or... She's like, tell me you're gay, right? Tell me not you're not somebody else rejecting me. Tell me you're gay, and that's what this is all about. She wants him to be gay so bad. But why? And then Mel Gibson goes for it. Why? Because it's letting her off the hook emotionally. She's had problems. Marissa Tomei, everybody's rejected her. Everyone keeps rejecting her. Why? Because she's fucking nuts, obviously. Yeah. But they keep rejecting her, and she's saying, you're gay, right? Tell me you're gay. Because for her, that that's not her fault. Yeah. She can't help that he's gay. That's not on her. That's his That's his thing. Where if it's anything else, yeah, it's I not guess. my type. But you can't be my type because I'm gay. You could, yeah. It's not your fault. It's, I think it's that sort of thing. That's the attempt anyway. All right. So anyway, she tells him that she's he's going to make some guy very happy. And now, um, oh, so you know how we were just talking about how uh, Mel Gibson like helps Wait, ladies like with all their problems. He does. Like, one, one thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but one thing at the end of the gay exchange, he says, she says, so you are gay? And he says, I'm as gay as it gets. Right there, which I, that's that's a movie title no, right there. No, because she says, how gay. No, she says, how says, gay. He says, I'm as gay, gay as it gets. I thought he said that, the gayest. No, he said, I'm as gay as it gets. I oh. wrote it down. I'm as gay as it gets. Wow, I must have really blacked out during that part of the movie. So that's, that's the, by the way, a movie title, as gay as it gets, that's I feel a, like. Yeah. That's a that's We could do Mel Gibson movie. as like, yeah, I see the cover right now. <laughs> Mel Gibson, as gay as it gets. Um, so so he's helping ladies along the way throughout the movie where, like, you know, he's he's consulting with, you know, one lady about how her husband only watches TV when she's home. Yeah. And he's like, you know, tell her, tell he's like, tell him, like, either I'm interesting or I'm not interesting. And she's like, what if he says I'm not interesting in her head? Yeah. And he says, he's not going to say that you're not interesting. And then she's comforted. Yeah. And then Sarah Paulson, the uh, Marsha Clark, the assistant, says that you know she doesn't want to move to Israel because she wants to be in advertising and that's where her boyfriend lives. And he said, and she's like, so I just hung up and I, I just don't think he's going to call me. And he says, trust me, he's going to call you. Well, the boyfriend from Israel is at she's the office there. just like he predicted. Dude, so we're supposed to believe that everything yeah. is going fucking great. No, it's the full Oprah act. It yeah. really is. He's going around the office like. From problem to problem, like surfing on waves of women's problems yeah. and solving them. He's and a fucking genius. Yeah, progress and success. It's, yeah. it's, he's magical. Now. Yeah. 
And uh, so Kitty wants to commit suicide, and uh, Mel Gibson wants to know more about her. He keeps calling her funny. Yeah, he's like, because well, I guess because she kind of does like little quips, like they wouldn't even in her notice. Head. Yeah, yeah, she's making little wise ass comments in her head as she's walking around, which is kind of amusing. And I guess. so he asks one of his assistants, um, oh, one of the Bobsy twins, uh, Delta Burke. He says, like, does anybody know anything about her? And she, she, uh, she says that she interviewed before for a copywriter position. <laughs> yeah, and Mel applied Gibson, for. yeah, well, uh, oh yeah, she applied for, and Mel Gibson kept like. She told them to quote blow her off. Yeah. That's what she he told them. So he the was like out of town and yeah. had a meeting or wasn't coming in today and whatever. So then um he starts to feel all crazy because he's heard her saying all these suicidal thoughts, like nobody would even ask about me, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so he starts uh feeling bad also about sabotaging his relationship with Helen Hunt because obviously he's had grown feelings for yes. her. Yes, now he feels like, oh no, I, I mind her brain for ideas. Yeah, so I love this because he's telling his douchebag sidekick friend that women would never do what he's doing to Darcy. Dude. They would never do that. that yeah. And I was like, okay, listen. It's like your, what, first week of being a woman? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You're starting to learn the ropes, but here we go. I, I don't know how many times I've heard about women doing Way worse for things like just to sabotage somebody's fucking like life. There's there not, are so not many their crazy career, things. like their life. I do a small town murder. I've seen yeah. horrible murders just based on, and it's men and women, but women. Yeah, he's becoming like a, more of a woman, but they, that automatically in this movie makes him a better person. Like he's nicer, he's better. Like well, a person that cares about others over their own interests. All of a sudden, like I'm, I've known a lot of women. Some of them are shitty. Yeah. And this movie posits that none of them are shitty, ever. And there are some men, some of them are wonderful, and some of them are shitty. Yes. I mean, that's just what people it is. It's just suck. people. Some it's people, people fucking suck. suck. But yeah. they make it like in this movie, like, women are angels, angels and every man is horrific, except for well, Alphonse Dia Brutes, who just seems to be going through the motions. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Asking for shirts. Yeah, I don't get it. It just, this movie's not, and it's misogynistic as fuck at the same time. Oh, it's time. so terrible. It's just patronizing. Yeah, trying, it's yeah it's awful. patronizing. That's what it is. It's terrible. And so, um, it's, he's just not been fully trained at being a woman yet, and I, I get it. <laughs> it's okay. Like, he'll he'll get there. He'll it takes it. longer than a week to, you have to it's brood tough. for like 25 years and just be like, what's wrong with me? Uh, just, and then you'll finally yeah. get that. But just he's just not there yet. It's okay. Figure out all the inner workings it would take you years. Yeah. Just to figure out, yeah, exactly. to, how to make your boobs comfortable, I would think it would take you at least a couple of years to figure how that out. How do I make my boobs comfortable? Yeah, to not be like, you know, smush them or, you know, I don't know. There'd be a pain, I would imagine, to have boobs, not bump them into things as you move around. You I know. don't know. Okay. We'll talk about this another time. <laughs> this very, could be another hour. I'm Helen, very happy not to have boobs. They Helen seem like Hunt takes uh, Mel Gibson back to her apartment that she just bought, uh, right. and she bought two floors. This is a $7 million apartment, by the yeah. way. This is like what a Russian and oligarch she, buys his son to have hot tub orgies in. She lives by herself, in. and she has two floors, but that's fine. Um, Alphonse Diabruzzo calls Mel Gibson into the office. Uh, by the way, as Alphonse, Alphonse calls him into the office, it's raining. So we know this is not going to be a good day no, for anybody. Because the not. weather suggests that it's not. Yeah. So Alphonse wants Mel Gibson to stand in as creative director um, because he fired Helen Hunt because... Uh, Mel Gibson, you know, mined Helen Hunt's brain for data to get this Nike account and get his job back. So they don't need her anymore. Yeah, so basically Alphonse Diabruzzo was like, well, we hired her to do this shit and you did everything, so I fired her and you're just going to, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, Mel Gibson was like, no, I actually just came in here to tell you I wanted a leave of absence because I think I need to really figure some yeah. shit out in my mind here. And uh, and then he talks. He's, I'm a chicken. I'm a chick after all. So, yeah, yeah. So he talks um, Alphonse D'Abruzzo into giving uh, Helen Hunt her job back. And then, oh, shit. I just forgot about this. Kitty didn't show up for work. Yes. No, Kitty doesn't Gibson show up. And Mel Gibson is on the case. Oh, he's going to go figure it out. So he he's has such a to good find, person now. He, yeah, because he, he's a good person, all right? Because he just got offered his dream job, and he's like, no, I want Helen Hunt no. to have it. And then he's also like, so he's asking Sarah Paulson, oh my God, please get me um, Helen Hunt's contact information. Give me your address. Give me whatever. I got to go to Kitty's apartment and see if she's okay. Yeah, I got to check on Kitty. Yeah, quick, so he's got to do two things at the same time. So yeah. now he's looking for, he's making sure Kitty doesn't kill herself. And then he's also making sure that Helen Hunt, that he can go tell Helen Hunt how he feels about her. Got a lot of plates spinning right now. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's raining and he's, you know, going to the, you know, he's going to all these places and he's trying to find Kitty's house. And then all of a sudden, like, lightning strikes a transformer. Yeah, the, it's so And not like the Transformers, like the dumb movie. My dad's an electrician, so he's he in an zapped alley. a Transformer. He's in an alley, and like it zaps, and a, and, a, and, a, and a wire comes down, and there's electricity sparks shooting everywhere. doesn't actually get him. It kind of does. He's standing in the wet. I don't know what the fuck it is. This guy's a magnet for electrical mishaps. Let's just say that. I'm, yeah. I've never been electro- electrocuted in my fucking life. This guy, three times in a week. Yeah. He's popping off like hardcore electrocutions. This is bullshit. And then also, so... Uh, <laughs> The electricity happens, but it doesn't exactly zap him. But I think that that was supposed to be like a, huh? Like, yeah, what do yeah. you think happened? Hey, you know, yeah. like electricity. Because eh. when he gets into Kitty's house, he's like looking for stuff. And I think he saw like a note. And I don't, we don't know what the note was. I think it was a suicide note. It was a, yeah, he was like, oh no. And he thought it was too late. And so he finds her and then he offers her a copywriting position on the Nike account, which like, what the fuck? She just went being went from being a messenger. This was after she just wandered into her apartment, by the way. Just Yeah, so this he just is, wandered into her apartment yeah. and then he's... He's like, yeah, do you want this job? And I, okay. So he, according to me, I feel like he didn't even, so she applied for it and she's just a messenger right now and she gets the biggest account. Okay. Yeah. We need you on the Nike account. I have applied to being a copywriter and wanted to be a copywriter and wanted to be in advertising for 10 fucking years. I created my own experience. I did all my own shit. I still got like coordinator fucking positions when I first started out in there. So it, it, it that part drove me nuts yeah, because just, well, I was like, oh, okay. So is the only thing that I had to do to be a copywriter was just not show up for work and be well, suicidal because I can do those things. I can to, do both of those on. things. No, you needed to first you 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 put the cart way before the horse. First, you needed to electrocute your boss in an exact at the exact voltage and amperage that causes him to be able to hear your suicidal thoughts. That's oh, what okay. it has to be. Uh, obviously tune into my frequency yes once you get that going you're in so i don't know it might be easier just to go up the ladder and try to do it the other way but in case you electric is you can put that in your back pocket as an electrocution an option that's that's in my back pocket i got got this okay but um anyway so then uh mary swanson's uh mel gibson's ex-wife and the daughter's Mom yeah. calls Mel Gibson and says that the daughter called her crying three times from the prom. She's super upset. Yeah, and Mel Gibson's like, oh shit, I f- that was one of the plates he forgot to spin. Yep. Was so he, daughter. Well, he solved the kitty crisis, so now he's got to go and solve the Alex crisis, which is his daughter. 
Uh, Mel Gibson goes to the prom, finds her in the bathroom, just goes in the bathroom. In the, in the ladies' room. In the ladies' room, yeah. Goes in the bathroom, and she tells him that the boyfriend rented a hotel room because she promised that she would have sex with him. But then she told the boyfriend that she was just not ready, and Cameron said... Cameron's he, the boyfriend. Cameron's the boyfriend, I'm sorry. Who should be dead by the now. The scuzzy boyfriend who should be a splat on the street mm-hmm. says, I never should have asked a stupid sophomore to the prom. And I was like, What uh, a waste. Yeah. What also, a waste, he said. Yeah, what a waste. Yeah. You are you kidding? Well, in his mind, he's like, I prom, this should be like uh ironclad shore fly, fire, I'm getting laid. What a waste. I picked this some chick who won't screw me when I could have picked any fucking chick uh, here who would have banged me. That was his scumbaggy. That is a toilet flush if uh, I ever fucking heard one. Like I said, would are we sad if he was thrown off a 15-story no, balcony? Thank you. Mel Gibson deserves it. Do the right thing. Kill people who feel up your kids. There you go. Kill them. Murder. Hey, guys, we're only talking to Mel Gibson's fictional character. Please don't say that we told you to kill no, people who are filling up your kids. but if you walk in and there's an 18-year-old guy feeling up your 15-year-old daughter, I it, you can tell him I said to do it. God damn it. Kill that motherfucker. Not me. Yes. Yeah, stab him right in the face. Do it. <laughs> So he, the uh, Mel Gibson is, you know, trying to talk to his daughter and, you know, like you have a moment of like being a dad with her. Yeah, and, and then also, in the bathroom. oh yeah, by the way, at Kitty's house, he discovered that he can't hear women thinking anymore. Yeah, he can't hear women yeah. thinking. She was crying. By the way, Kitty crying tears of joy, tears of joy because she gets to write bullshit ad copy. For, for Nike, for don't write bull- That's not bullshit. Thirty-one ad copy. grand That's a year. Great. They're going to pay her as a junior. Oh, in copywriter. Chicago, they're going to pay her a lot of money. Per I feel year. like she's a. She'll probably starting out a junior copywriter like fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, well, what's she going to get for that in Chicago? Huh? Nothing. Nothing. On a Nike account, she, that's cares? a fucking great account. Who cares? Oh, that's an iconic oh, brand. What are you talking boy, about? Let me write fucking lines about shoes. That sounds like a great living. Uh, Ugh. Okay. Anyway, so she she's talking herself. to the dad. And she's telling him like, oh, because she's upset because uh, his ex, the, that kid's ex girlfriend shows up, and then they were making fun of. They were like, making out. They were making out, and then they were like, everybody was like making fun of her. Yes. Yeah. And so she she told her dad that she was too good for him anyway, or whatever. Yeah. And I was so proud of her. That was great. That I was, was really good. proud of her. That, that was helpful because that scene was tough because her crying is maybe the worst noise I've ever heard in my life. That was not good. She sounds like castrated Kermit the Frog. It's yep. really fucked up and yeah. I didn't like it at all. So Yeah, that was very upsetting. Yeah, but she what she said was good. Very empowering. Very empowering and good good for you. That's what every 15-year-old girl's attitude should they be. They should be like that. That's right. Um, Mel Gibson goes to Helen Hunt because now he finally, this is the last plate he has to take care of. <laughs> We this, took care of Kitty. Yes. We took care of the daughter. Now we got to take care of old Aunt Helen. This, we got to get my, this bitch on lock. This by the, is my biggest problem in the whole movie, by the way, as well, far as movie writing goes. All right. So my thing is, is that we heard a lot, mostly of Helen Hunt thinking throughout the entire movie. Yeah, lots of Helen. We know Hunt's inner. I feel like I know Helen Hunt throughout right. this movie. Yeah. So I will posit a movie. Okay. Instead of being John Malkovich. Yes. We are going to do hearing Helen Hunt. <laughs> Just hearing where Helen Hunt. We always hear Helen Hunt's thoughts. That's no our superpower. What. No matter where we are, no matter where Helen Hunt is, we always hear her thoughts. And there's nothing you can really do about what's going on inside yeah. Helen Hunt's head. You just know. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just so that you have it. Either, wow. That's that's something right there. It's a good movie, right? Yeah, I, I would say and the movie should be How Do I Get Out of This Situation so I can stop hearing Helen Hunt's nope. boring fucking thoughts. Nope. Good it's going to be really good. So she, he goes to Helen Hunt to apologize or whatever. 
He tells her that he sabotaged her whole career and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But he never once says, like, something, the fucking strangest thing happened to okay. me. I can he- I could hear your thoughts. Dude, this is, the- okay. He just says, like, yeah, sorry, I took advantage of you. I Listen, sabotaged you, and I'm sorry. And he doesn't explain. He goes, I mind your thoughts. Well, but he doesn't you explain need to how. explain how you might. So wait a second. You're telling me that I had the thoughts that you then put in, but I didn't say them out loud, but I'm still supposed to be mad at you for stealing them, even though... They were just thoughts that we both had, apparently, because she never says, he never says to her, look, I'm kind of magic, basically. I had a couple of days where I could hear exactly what you were thinking. Just, so when you were, because just to he let would, you know. what was that one where I forgot to write it down? But like, they're looking at something and, and like, he just repeats exactly what she thinks. Yeah, per, right and she's back like, to her. Oh, that's so crazy that you said that because I was literally just thinking oh, it was, that. Oh, it was one of the photos where she's he's like, I'm thinking black and white or monochromatic. Yeah, it was the, and he's it like, was I'm thinking maybe more monochromatic. And then yeah. he said that it felt so. Uh, it's, uh, 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 keep pup, going. Pup, 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 yeah, pup. yeah, keep going. Well, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll figure it out. Keep going. Go ahead. Okay. This is okay. We can't, we can't clog up the whole works here. The gunk. All right. So anyway, so at no point during his apology does he ever say, I could hear what you were thinking. Something awful and magic happened to me. And, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Nothing and I know awful that you, and magic I know that you looked at my penis <laughs> in the office. I know you looked at it twice. Like Something he never, awful and magic happened yeah, to me. So he doesn't bring that up ever. And then, But he's just like, yeah, sorry. I mind, your, your, I mind you for data. And then I, you know, use it to further my career and yeah. whatever. And then he says, it's funny because I come here at one o'clock in the morning morning um you know to rescue you because you just got fired and as uh, i'm the one that needs rescuing fuck you fuck <sighs> you don't fucking pander to me pal and then she tells him that i'm are you i <clears throat> <laughs> you gotta okay. reset it yeah so then after that she tells him that okay is that true am i really do i really have my job back and he's like yeah and she goes, okay, cool. Then you're fired. Yes. Good for you. For mining my brain. Yes. <laughs> Which Good for a, you. No. That's a tough one to put into the HR department, though. Why is he fired? He mined my brain thoughts. That's, that's why. That's, that's a I tough mean, that one. That is silly, but he did say, I sabotaged your career and I took, I stole your ideas, which but, that's grounds for firing. But what ideas? She, he never, she never says, what ideas did you steal? Oh, you know, the ones you thought of the but Nike never said aloud. Because that's what all they were working on the whole movie was Nike. But the, he didn't steal anything. He just said her thoughts. Which she didn't say out loud, so she would be like, she should have said, "What the fuck are you talking about? You said I had the same thought as you, but you said." But that's it first. what she had been saying the whole time. But now she says she because fires she him? said at the Nike presentation, he said, "I think that you should be the one that presents this." Yeah, and she's like, "No, no, 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 it's okay, it's your baby." And then she's like all excited about and then it. She's mad at him for it later. But no, because she thought that when Alphonse Dierbruzzo fired her, that that was the right move. And then when Mel Gibson was like, Mel Gibson said whatever with no context or proof yeah. that he was. You know, actually stole anything. Now all of a sudden she's upset. Why? That's I don't what I know. mean. I don't understand why she's firing him. You think he would be like, wait a second. I first of all didn't steal shit from you that was actually out. I'm magical, number one. Number two You'd be so fired. I just got you your fucking job back. Oh my god, so, I would so fire you. And number three, Alphonse Diabruzzo will never let you f- fire me because he likes me better than you and I had to get you your goddamn job back. So Kick rocks, lady. I think that's how it should have went. But instead, she said, you're fired, and then they messily hump on a, on a, a non-furnished, uh, strange, expensive apartment. They didn't hump. They didn't hump? I thought no, they, I thought they, they got it on after that. They just hugged and kissed. 
They, they, it's implied humping. There's you know? no place for them to hump. If, it, if where there's a will, there's a way. If 35-year-old people make out at one in the morning in an empty home, they will hump on the hardwood floors. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, God. They're, gonna get, they're not going to be like, well, we have nowhere to get it on, so I'll see you tomorrow. Anyway, no. so she says to him, what kind of knight in shining armor would I be when you said that you needed rescuing and then I just... Ugh. Fired you? Yeah, I, I honestly, I would have told, I would have told him to tell his story walking. I gotta Ugh. talk to you in the morning about this. I just don't care. I would, I, I probably wouldn't have fired him that night, but I would have figured out a way to fire you. I want Hunt, Mel Gibson, and Kitty all to have a mass suicide together at this point. Fuck them all. I want fuck, them all to die. Fuck them all. All right. Anyways, guys, the, so they kiss and everything's happy, and then it's literally <laughs> done. That's it's it. literally done. That's the so end they of the, kiss at the end movie, of the movie, yeah. and then it's fucking done. So everything is all wrapped up. Uh, except for the Tomei, that's fine. That she's that a hanging. mess. She's a barista, and we assume she's been put in a, some sort of institution and yeah. is uh, quietly, heavily medicated and sipping on some tea at the moment, looking yeah. out a nice window over a forest. Mm-hmm. I hope. Let's just hope that's for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibson still didn't tell Helen Hunt that he's magic, which to me at this point. But I mean, I feel like it's irrelevant because it's not like he's going to get the powers so. back. He can if he wants to. Apparently, just he can turn them on and off. Just electricity, electricity. He's he's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's this piece of shit. Mel electricity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All man. right. So, the long-awaited. Oh, here it is, guys. Let's do it. We're going to the Heigelmeter. Heigelmeter. All right. So the Heigelmeter is our system of rating: zero Heigels to five Heigels. Five Heigels being the most punishing, worst movie you've ever seen in your entire life. James? Then zero high goes back down to zero. Yeah, zero which is, is, is not that bad. It's not that bad. It's shit, but oh, it's. Oh, and sometimes for us, we get good. silly with it, and we can also do like algebra. Yeah, there's all sorts of different equations, but we're going to keep it simple for our first episode back. Is this mine first? Or James, I first? will let you have the honors. Okay, I am going to go. All right, let's see my equation this week. It's very simple. I, like I said, there's going to be first time listeners. I don't want to confuse them. I'm going to go four Heigels. Okay. Which is pretty fucking bad. That's a yeah. bad movie. Five is, is as bad as it gets. I'm going to go four. It was a, it was a three. It was a three, I got to say. But it's it's a kind of a run-of-the-mill pandering shit heap with stupid physical comedy and jokes. And it, mm-hmm. it's one of these movies that you know, like, there's a team of writers that writes movies, and they just pump this out. Along. They pitched this along with 30 other things one day. And they were like, oh, shit, we actually have to write that now. And they sat in a room going, what do fucking broads want? Well, I'm, I'm a broad. And, yeah. uh, but having to hear the daughter cry in her Kermit weird voice and uh, really just having to see the whole thing. It just, just fuck this movie completely, honestly. It, that all adds an extra thing. Mel Gibson, I can't explain it, but there's an extra star just in the annoyance of the performances in this movie. Yep. The, everyone in this movie seemed like they really just wanted to get it over with yeah. and, and, get, and go on to something better that they you know, have more of a passion for. Uh, four Heigels, everybody can go straight to hell. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Eat shit. Hope this movie... Rotten hell director. By the way, we spent $4 to rent this movie. We did. This movie cost us money. It almost cost us $8. Yeah, we almost had, we almost, yeah, we stopped (laughs) halfway through, went back to it, and we had almost expired. So we were, that was close. All right. So I was going to give mine, I was going to give this movie. 36 Heigels because I thought that it it deserved a Heigel for every minute that I felt like it was too long. That's fair. That's fair. That's right. That's very fair. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like the Two hours and six. It should have been at least like you know ninety minutes. Ninety is fine. minutes. Yeah. So I Perfect. was I was okay with that. I like your math. But since I don't want to confuse the new listeners, 
it's five Heigels. Oh, you're going the full five. It was five because I... She's going balls deep, there everybody. There has never been a movie where I have had to pause and go watch it another day. Yeah, how we many times, get through this. How many times have I been like, let's just finish it, it's fine, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. How many times have I been like, I, I can't fucking do this? This one we had to stop. Like I, an hour, yeah, an hour 20 said, in, like, we were I, like, it's gotta, we I need to, a break. Yeah. This is too much. Yeah, it's it was, punishing. Well, because that first half... Well, the first hour and 15 minutes is so fucking long and it's so fucking like it just drags on and you're just like, oh my God. Kill me now. Kill me yeah. now. So I just can't handle it. And then we had to watch like the what last 50 minutes of the movie and Ugh. I just wanted to, uh, that felt like it was punishment. I was so, so happy when this it's was five, over. It's five Heigels and that's why we had to watch All Eyes on Me. So to cleanse the palate and that's a pile of shit but a fun pile of shit. Was a fun pile That's of fun shit. shit. This is not even fun. This is awful. It's yeah. not even good to watch if you want to have a good time and laugh at no. it. It's just no fun. It's punishing. No. No good. We don't recommend it at all for no, you. No, we don't recommend it at all. If you've already seen it, I understand. And now you guys, you know. It was on TBS like every day for yeah, about terrible. five years. So mm-hmm. I'm sure every, you were all aware of it. Every weekend, What Women Want was on. Ugh. And I was like, ugh, I guess I'm watching this again. Man, what can they do if they hate this movie but like what we do? How can they tell us that? Well, James, they could go to Twitter and go to at you got high gold, Y-O-U-G-O-T-H-E-I-G-L-D. Or they can head over to Facebook at facebook.com slash you got high gold, same spelling. If you want to contact me, my Twitter is at Sarah H is funny. S A R A H H is funny. James. And I am at Jimmy P is funny, or you can copy and paste my last name from the show description because it's long and complicated and you won't get it right. Also, what can they do if they want to help us out on the business end? Because they can do that too. It's possible. They can rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, Give we'd us be so five happy. stars. The review part doesn't really matter. It's Say just whatever the stars. you want. Say whatever you want. You guys can tell. I loved all you guys' reviews. Thank you guys. Every, yeah, really. I, I, we need them. So please send yeah, them in. I, we're, trying to, we're trying to make this established and go up the charts. So a, a big bevy of iTunes reviews would be awesome. Yeah, and guys, thank you so much for staying with us and missing us while we were gone. And we just had so much going on with you know all the other podcasts, and we just had we didn't have time to yeah, you know we, give this podcast what it needed. And now we have a little bit more time, so that's good. That's good. We're gonna it's gonna sound better. It's gonna be a better podcast overall. We're gonna put the time that we need into it. it just wasn't possible earlier. Thank yeah, you, it wasn't honestly. possible, but yeah. Now, thank you guys so much. We're gonna be releasing these. On Fridays, right? On Fridays, yep. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys for hanging with us, and thanks for missing us, and thanks for being excited for us to come back. And Mountains of shit to come, guys. Piles mountains and mountains. And we'll mountains shovel it and shovel it until the end of time. to come. Un- unlimited resources of shit here. So <gasps> oh, I found out the other person we can't talk shit about. Who? Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah, I love her. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll, we'll keep Laura Dern out of the mix then. Yay! That's fine. That's fine. All right, guys. Parochial. They- Parochial! <laughs> That's, That's the word. Is. Parochial. All right, guys. On that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 